singing Corey it was sounded beautiful oh uh, thank you kind of <laughs> I made that uh, 20 years ago <laughs> hey Peter Lynham uh, are you there I am here yes indeed uh, now how are you I'm very well thank you mm-hmm. uh, Corey was informing me off air that you had a, a television appearance over the weekend Yes, I did indeed, uh, without Brian Tamaki. <laughs> uh, yes, Brian Tamaki was waiting out on the TV3 car park, um, demanding a solo appearance without telling him what he wanted to say, and we were inside, and it was quite interesting, the, the spread of people who were there for you know the general political panel. Yes. Um, plus, they brought me along to talk about uh, uh, Destiny, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Yes, it was it was a very entertaining standoff, I'd have to say. Have you and yeah. Brian crossed paths on multiple occasions? Oh yes, yeah, that's right. On, on quite a number of occasions, mm. um, but I, I, I felt it was going to be a bit awkward turning up, you know, unexpectedly. I mean, I they were not very clear on why he was wanting to appear on TV, but mm. they obviously thought there might have been some some interesting announcement, which did come later in the day. Yes. Um, that he was standing for Parliament again as head oh. of a, a yet new kind of blended party. I can't see this party making great difference to the um, voting trends, but there we are. Well, um, I mean, from a run. political standpoint, he did try and run in the early noughts with, I think it was the Destiny Party or something like that. And he failed just tremendously. Oh, there's so. been a series of... I, I think he's had five attempts at Parliament Stand for Parliament altogether, mm. um, but of course every time they have a grossly optimistic view of how many people might be prepared to vote for them. What of course they end up doing, as a lot of political parties do, this they talk to the people who are enthusiastic mm. and don't really gauge from the people who are not just neutral in this case, but very hostile, mm. and and that's the factor. Uh, except that I do think New Zealand is divided. The, the, the division between the anti-mandates people and uh, the rest of us is a very, very sharp division at mm. the moment. And so, I mean, to be frank, nobody talks across these boundaries these days. Yes. Uh, no, oh, I mean, you may do. You, you may have them on the show frequently. I uh, don't know. No, we're pretty, we're pretty, I don't know, science-based here, I think. I think that's kind of the... <laughs> yeah. Home, you know, the, we're on yeah. the university campus, home of science, etc. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I, I tell you, it's not quite that simple, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fair yes. enough. Um, Peter, we're going to talk about religion in Saudi Arabia today. What, what's got you yes. thinking about this recently? Oh, I just saw a notice that absolutely intrigued me, mm. that an Egyptian uh, bishop of their separate Egyptian church had been allowed to hold a service in Saudi Arabia. And this is quite astounding because this is a Christian service mm. being held in the country that actually says that anybody who holds any religious ceremony other than a Sunni one yes. is liable for death penalty, actually. Mm. So a risky move if, by the sounds of things. Well, actually, probably not as risky. Very carefully supervised. Mm-hmm. And almost certainly because the 
the Egyptian government is a bit more friendly these days to their Christian minority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it probably came at the insistence of the Egyptian president, and the Saudis are not beyond you know, making little gestures. Mm. I think what's going on, and this comes out in the United States report on religious freedoms throughout the world, they think that the Muslim clerics who guard the holy sites are no longer quite as in control of Saudi religious laws as previously. Mm. And if that's right, that's pretty interesting. Is it so just the spread of our... Western values? Oh, no, I doubt if they're Western values. I think that's asking a bit too much. But mm-hmm. they have, remember, um, allowed women to drive cars recently. Yes. Yep. And something's changing. Now, I should explain that under the Saudi constitution, the law of the land is the Quran. Mm-hmm. So the, the holy book of Islam, interpreted, of course, through a Sunni lens, not through a Shiite lens. The Shiites are the people who dominate in uh, Iran and are, are sitting up for over the month in uh, Saudi. Uh, they that, that law can be used, and of course that's where you get all the things about death to the infidels and depending on how you read the uh, Quran, um, you you can prescribe virtually anything else that you choose to. And mm. so all the modesty laws and all the commands about this, that, and the other. And the difficulty has always been that the Saudis are really dominated by a very, very conservative reading, even of the Sunni religion, the, the Sunni version of Christianity. So, you know, they very, very strictly take the view uh, that the the way in which uh, it's this is Wahhabism. I think we talked about Wahhabism before. Mm. So Wahhabism is the idea that you need to practice the type of Islam that Prophet Muhammad practiced. And so the seventh century laws have to be strictly enforced. Wow. And what this means is, for example, that uh, you should not even celebrate Prophet Muhammad's birthday Mm. because that's close to idolatry, Um, which seems very surprising because that is a common approach uh, which most Muslims would celebrate. But that's how strict Wahhabism is, that, and it regards most of the Shiite practices, which is the group that believe that the family of Muhammad were the people who possessed the true the, tr- the truth of the religion. Mm. Um, they believe that all of that is idolatrous. So they would accuse Shiites, believe it or not, of being idolaters mm-hmm. um, and claim that they worship more than one god. Do they tolerate so the, the Shiite? Uh, well, you see, the, the difficulty is that... Saudi is an immensely prosperous country, mm. and it doesn't have an enormous population. Yes. So it needs vast numbers of um, millions of uh, foreigners to come in and do the work. Mm. Um, so, you know, Saudis are sitting on a, the, the most prosperous provision of, you know, pensions and uh, education, and that's why we see so many Saudis being educated here in New Zealand, for yes. example. Yes, yes. But who's going to do the work? So 
of course, their first priority is to get other Muslims. Mm -hmm. um, but among those Muslims, the people who are most desperate for work are the, are the Shia, mm -hmm. because you know they're from poorer parts of the um, uh, of the world. Uh, Iran ought to be prospering, but isn't under its current regulations. Okay. So they reckon there's probably one and a half million Shiites in in Saudi, and they're mostly in the eastern province. And although Saudi says it tolerates their religion, virtually all the standard celebrations, because they keep a slightly different calendar than the Sunnis, are not allowed. Mm -hmm. And um, as for others, actually, there's probably one and a half million Christians in Saudi Arabia. There's a lot of Filipinos who come in to do laboring work mm -hmm. and to do um, nannying work for the women, etc. And uh, these Christians are not ever until this, you know, the occasional service is allowed, not ever, ever allowed to worship. They've broken up groups that seem to have been some sort of religious gathering um, and shipped them out of the country or held them in prison for a very lengthy period. So it's a, it, it, I mean, there's some irony that the United States allies with this country and regards it as its friend in the Arabian country, mm. in the Arabian world, Whereas, in fact, um, it's, Saudi is the birthplace of the extremist ideas that, yes. that have so, you know, caused concern to the Muslim world in the last yes. few years. Well, Peter, within, within Saudi and these sort of groups of foreign workers, don't they sort of get their own compound where they can largely, to a degree, do what they want as long as there's no... Uh, locals seeing what they're up to, like the Christians could practice their Christianity in their little Christian compound or their Filipino or well, American compound? Th there seems to be some evidence that a bit of that is going on, mm. but the moment it pokes its head into being observable, yes. um, there's considerable advantages in report. You know, if, if a Saudi finds out about it and reports ah, okay. it, yeah. you know, there's trouble. And remember, there's a religious police operating in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. So, um, they're under observation at all times. Yes. It's probably easier um, for them to get away with it if they are Muslims, because some of the customs uh, between Shia and, and Sunni are close enough that you can probably do it, but they're certainly not allowed their own mosques mm -hmm. um, in, in Saudi Arabia. And I think... Well, inevitably, they must live together because how are they going to survive in this country? But the, the friends that I've talked to who've, who've worked, and you probably know some who've worked in Saudi as well, mm -hmm. imply that it's, it's not the most fun place to be. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's, you're very well paid, but your social life is somewhat restricted. Yeah. Um, and, you know, alcohol, any signs of alcohol, for example, and you are in big, big trouble. Mm -hmm. So... See, I think that reports like this tell me that something is shifting. And so if the U.S. report is correct, that in fact this is the crown prince who's you know, increasingly in favour at the moment is running, running Saudi. Um, if in fact his view is let's be a little bit more tolerant, we'll get a mm. bit more American money, yes. and um, we'll make friends with the wider world if we do so on this basis. Yes. 
then there could be quite a significant shift, except you're going to have to change ordinary Saudis' opinions because ordinary Saudis um, tend to be pretty vigorous in supporting the tradition. Yes, yeah, yeah totally. That's right. Yeah, they, they all haven't the been educated at Yale and spent their summer holiday <laughs> no. on the super yacht in the med mm. enjoying... No, the, 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 the taste of religious freedom has not impressed them if they've seen it yeah. in the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, have you seen the signs, there's a photograph in, um, in the Wikipedia article on the subject of the, when you're going into Mecca, no Muslims allowed. Mm. And so, um, you know, those sorts of things can create actually a hysterical mob that is convinced that there's a Christian in this crowd, mm -hmm. um, they're spying on us, and we've got to find this person. Pity help any person who's identified as that Christian. Yes. Hmm. Goodness me, Peter. Hey, uh, once again, a very interesting edition of That's the Spirit. We shall look forward to speaking with you next Monday. Brilliant. Oh, yes. hang on, Peter. One last thing. I yep. reckon we can just oh, yes. double back to this. There's a text here from a person who's wondering if there's a separation of church and state here in this country. Guess Brian Tamaki running for uh, parliament, yeah? Yeah, well, the separation of church and state means that, in fact, that, that the state ignores completely what your status is in, in any religion. Mm. So you can be irreligious, you can be extremely religious. You can be a clergy person. You know, you know that David Clark in the in the Labour government is a Presbyterian minister, for example. Mm. And so, the the parties are blind to religion, and in fact, will not talk about it if you try. I've tried to engage with parties, and they run for cover if okay. you send an official letter. Yes, know, because church and state are divided, um, though. Of course, it's not a very tidy separation because we do subsidise religious schools. Mm -hmm. Yes, but Peter, oh, sorry, uh, Brian Tamaki, if he made it into Parliament, couldn't talk to anyone about his uh, his oh, religious oh, leanings. He could he could talk all he wanted to, but some of this might be ruled unparliamentary language. Yes, okay. <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah. Hey, Peter, thank you once again. We'll see you next Monday. Very good. Bye. Excellent. Bye. Oh.